Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of The Gloving Paradigm, where I'm your host Peter, aka LPD, to be the cringiest glove around YouTube. <sighs> yep, I'm embracing it. Sure, Jan. So what is it this week that I want to talk about? Well, we got a lot of competitions going on, specifically online competitions. Yes, there is one in-person competition that's going on right now, it is the Pit Battles Comp. Which is kind of weird that I don't hear a whole lot of talk about that for some reason. It's, it's kind of weird. Like, yes, I do hear people who entered into comp and did the stuff was pretty, have been doing pretty well, but not much other conversation about that comp in general. So I thought that was a little weird. And of course, I find it much more interesting that we haven't had an official sanctioned IGL comp happen from Amazing Lights in quite some time. Now, I know, granted, a lot of people are going to be like, well, with the current world situation, we haven't had an in-person cup. Yes, I understand that, but did you guys forget that Lights On existed? Still exists? I think. Anyways. So, with all these competitions going on, I know there's a lot of more newer people who want to join these competitions and want to participate in them and compete, which is great. For whatever reason that they're joining, it doesn't really matter. I'm just very excited that you guys are wanting to do this because it shows that you want to participate in the community activities and competitions, one of those big driving forces within the community itself. The other thing I also want to point out is that there's been new iterations of a scorecard that has come out. You know, GFC has its own scorecard, Floatron has its own scorecard, of course IGL is it separate thing but we've seen other scorecards come and go especially when it came to certain categories like if you look at the fable comp where its primary thing that it was focusing on was storytelling then yeah and of course you also have agni kai which i don't really remember what that was all about but there was a theme to it so yes we do have theme competitions that happen as well so definitely want to point that out and all of them probably have their own different scorecards so what I want to do in this episode is pretty much help you understand what it is that you need to do when it goes when it comes to wanting to enter into a competition and entering into a competition and what you need to be doing as you're going through it. Now, I know a lot of people are probably going to be questioning me saying this because I've never really been in a competition before. However, I'm going to say this right now. I'm currently going through the Flowtron competition with a team of four other people, including myself, this total of five. There's a whole spiel about it, which we'll get into a little bit, but I definitely want to say that yes, I put myself into a competition and I figure it would be a good idea for me to talk about it since I'm currently going through one. Oh, cool. I mean, cool. So first things first is yes, I did a competition episode like this before, way back in the day before I started doing YouTube videos. So if you want to go check that out, you're going to find it right over here in this corner. You guys know where I'm pointing. In that particular episode, I actually break down the IGL scorecard. Because at the time, that was the scorecard that everyone was using. Not only that, is that if you wanted your comp to be sanctioned by the IGL, which is the International Gloving League, you had to use their scorecard. And you also had to follow a couple other rules, and you also had to take a couple of pictures, things like that when it came to in-person comps like bosses, and I don't remember the exact specifications when it came to online competitions, but they used to be sanctioned as well. Again, look at lights on. I'm not gonna go through the whole 
IGL scorecard because I already did that in that episode, so please go check it out if you want to hear a bigger breakdown of it. However, I will certainly say that I'm going to kind of talk about what you need to do when it comes to preparation to a competition. So first things first is you got to figure out what comp do you want to join into. So if you're joining the Floatron, you need to see what the rules were. If you're joining any IGL comp, you definitely need to see what the rules are. And if it's a theme competition like Fable or Showmanship or a musicality comp or even whatever the Agni Kai comp was all about, I think that was another major themed one. I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail on that. But there are those that you definitely need to start reading the rules and read what it is that the comp is going for. So. For the example, if you were like in Mr. Freckle's IGL comp, it was more of an introductory level of understanding what it's like going through a competition. You know, those people that were in the competition probably had their own personal breakdown of the scorecard when it came from their judges. And, you know, this it's one of those things that allows people to really get themselves familiar with how a competition is formatted. Especially when it comes to IGL comps because those are sanctioned competitions. You know, granted, there are other competitions out there that use different scorecards. You know, a great example, if you look at Gloving for Charity or GOC, they had their own scorecard comp. And I would certainly say that if you don't like the IGL comp, may I suggest using the GOC scorecard? I thought it was actually well curated and it was a little bit more simpler, or at least for me, to understand what it is that the judges were looking for in those categories. You know what I mean? So definitely keep that in mind. If you're somebody who wants to host a competition, you have different scorecards to work with. You just got to see what their scorecards is. Now, when it comes to a comp like Floatron, for example, they actually have a bunch of different, I mean, a lot of different categories that you have to take into consideration, but those are also being judged individually by set judges, as well as one judge judging the entire team in and of itself as a whole, rather than just individual components. So definitely keep that in mind when it comes to certain competitions like team competitions or even doubles or triple competitions, which if you don't know what I mean by that is doubles is two people doing the show and triples are three. See what I mean? We know, we know, we know. <laughs> One thing I definitely want to stress is make sure that you are reading the rules thoroughly. Just make sure you understand fully what it is that you're getting into. It's kind of funny how if you think about like other competitions like wrestling or dance competitions, there's like this whole disclaimer thing that you it's like, you've read and understand the terms and conditions and you signed on the dotted line and stuff like that. It, it, that still applies here. There's, gloving's not an exception to that rule. Just, just definitely want to point that out. The next thing I also want to stress as well is that once you understand the rules of what the competition is about and what the theme is of the competition, if it's a theme competition, which most of them tend to be that way and that's great because it's variety, it's a different take on how to judge a competition or also to understand what is going into a competition, things of that nature. And we like that. We like having, you know, variety. Variety is the spice of life. Snap that! Yeah. I can do what I want. Yeah. So for the example here is since I am currently in the Floatron competition, at the time of this recording, I'm currently in the category of the left arm, which if you don't know what that is, that is use of light for 10 out of 10 points and delivery, which is five out of five points. 
so a total of 15 points. I have to understand what it is when it comes to these categories. When it comes to use of light, it really depends on how the judge is tabulating it, but it is definitely understanding that you're using, utilizing your lights to a degree that your show cannot work without the lights, is basically what I've been told. Okay, and that makes a lot of sense. Is there a level of ambiguity that comes into that category? Yes, and I definitely understand. A lot of people know how I am when it comes to understanding utilizing your light. Not only by just sticking it on your finger, but understanding your flash pattern manipulations, your color theory, your programming theory, all that jazz. And all that jazz. Delivery is also something that I don't think I have a hard time understanding, but I definitely can see how it can be very difficult because you know, your intentions being perceived differently is a real thing. You have to make sure that what you are trying to intently portray to your viewer is being portrayed to your viewer. If you are not delivering on what your intention is, it's not going to translate well. But that's just from my experience and understanding where I place myself in the scorecard because those are the two categories that I need to focus on. Now there are other points that you can look at. You got like transitions and use of space. You got complexity and pacing. You got storytelling musicality. You got cleanliness and presence, which I'm pretty sure I just said, but. So you definitely need to understand that. The other thing I also want to point out is knowing your deadlines and Planning accordingly. Now, I know I've heard this so many times from so many different Glovers, and I get it, I get where you're coming from, but this is a point of advice that I'm going to give to anybody who's thinking about going into a competition. Please do not wait till the absolute last minute to record your show. As much as some people say, yes, I work a lot better under pressure, I don't think that's necessary pressure you should be putting on yourself. Why is because you would want to curate your show to get the best points you can get on the scorecard, whatever the scorecard may be. Whether it's the IGL one, the GFC one, the Flowtron one, the Fable one, whatever the case may be. It, it doesn't really matter. To me, you just need to make sure that you're giving yourself enough time to review and tweak anything you need to tweak to get better points. Now. I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, where do I need to go to talk to people about that? Well, there are plenty of places besides just the Glover's Lounge or any of the other gloving Facebook groups that we have out there. You also have Discord. You know, not only do we have the Worldwide Glover's Group, which is probably the best place you can go to, but you also have places like Flow Underground and other Discord servers out there that do exist, you know, and you can utilize those to the greatest extent that you can. But I will certainly say that it's imperative for you to give yourself enough time to create the show that you want to create and not only that to deliver on what you want to deliver within your show doing it the last minute can literally make or break you in a competition i've seen people who waited till the absolute last minute and completely flub on it all because they didn't give themselves enough time to really take the feedback that they got from the previous rounds and put it into their new show. And to me, that's extremely imperative because it shows that you're listening and understanding and be able to take people's advice and run with it. That's the whole idea, you know what I mean? Now, I can understand if you're in an in-person competition, it's very, very different. I will certainly say definitely go check out my episode like I told you, and it goes much more into in-person competitions because at the time of that recording of that episode, in-person competition was much more regular than it is now. 
thanks to 2020. That's something I definitely want to stress. Now, if you've read all the rules and you're getting your entry video and then you get your feedback and something's not making any sense to you, definitely ask for clarification. This is what's going to set you up for better success in the next round. If something is not very clear to you, you definitely need to ask for that client clarification. And I hope to God that if you are a judge and somebody asks for some clarifications, please do your best to break it down for them to understand and get them on the same page as you because if you don't and they still keep getting scored poorly who's actually doing the better job here the lover who's not getting the clear case of what they need to be doing or the clarity that they need to do to get better at what they need to do for the show or the judge who's just simply not able to break it down and make it easier for the lover to understand again I don't want to hear anyone saying, oh, well, the judge just says if I'm unable to see it, then I can't see it. That, n no, that's, that's, that's bad. That's a bad judge, and that is a bad form of advice, okay? Wrong, sir, wrong. But okay, so you enter a competition, you're getting your feedback, definitely make sure you're giving yourself plenty of time to incorporate that into your next show, give your time to review your videos, and make sure that things are in place. Now, I'm sure I had another episode where I talk about how to do proper recordings, which if I don't, then I'll probably going to come up with an episode for that because I know a lot of people are going to ask about that. You know, lighting is a very important topic that comes up a lot within the Glowing community when it comes to recording their videos. And Starlight has put out so much content on that, it drives me up the wall how much people can't find it. You know, maybe making a YouTube video makes it a lot easier and publicly accessible instead of a private group. Just, I just want to stress that. All right, all right, I get it. So yeah, at the end of the day, what is my best advice to you, somebody who's thinking about going to a competition? Well, one, definitely make sure you are understanding the rules and the parameters of the competition that you're entering in. That way you understand what is going on. If there's something that you do not like about what's going on in the competition, wherever the case may be then don't join that competition and it's absurd to hear that somebody would want the entire competition parameter to change for that one specific person rather than that one person kind of adapting to the parameters that is the competition i find that absurd that there have been people out there that i've heard that they wanted that kind of change and no one else wanted it you know what i mean it's the other thing i want to point out is that if you read and understand the rules then great that's awesome definitely ask for feedback from people that you know that understand what you're trying to do within the competition so they can help you curate your show a little bit better no not to your judges to have a very strong appeal to a very wide audience while also curating it to the scorecard the scorecard is what matters okay and lastly but not least just don't Put unnecessary pressure on yourself to complete something because you think it makes your show better. The time that you put into each round is what you're going to get out of it. And if you literally wait to the last minute, you're probably going to have what I like to call last minute scores. And a lot of people think that it's kind of crazy for me to say that. But I've seen last minute scores because people explain to me, yeah, I did that the last second and just threw it into the comp and just called it a day. You, you can see where that gets 
reflected in your, your, your points. So I definitely stress not doing that again. Okay, if you've done that before. And if you've never done that before, please don't do that because it's not, it's not good practice. If that makes any sense. But yeah, I think I did a good job kind of revisiting this one. Again, I definitely would say check out my previous episode on this topic because I did do a good job. I listened to it and as much as it was pretty cringy listening to my old, old stuff, it did have a good amount of information. So please go ahead and check it out. It really helps. But if you have any questions for me that I did not cover in this episode, you have the wonderful places that you can hit me up in, which is all my social media that you find linked down below. You also have the comment section here on YouTube that you can use. Trust me, it's there for a reason. Please use it. It, it helps me help you. And that's what my job is here is to help you in the world of gloving. And of course, besides just liking, sharing, and subscribing to my channel, which helps me out a lot, you also have the wonderful opportunity to donate to me on Ko-Fi. Yes, I have Ko-Fi. It's set up for one-time donations, so if you feel like you can help me out in any way possible, please go ahead and donate to me there. Please donate to my Ko-Fi so I may continue to listen to Lo-Fi. Do it, 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 do it. Yep, I love that slogan. But other than that, thank you to everybody who's watched this episode. Thank you to everybody who's been continually coming back to my channel and watching my episodes because I make these for you guys. It's what I do. Other than that, I absolutely love you guys. But I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD Dubuque. And I'll see you guys all next week. <laughs>